Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you, and enjoy. A few words for those of you who are back today for the first time since maybe the quarantine, or even just maybe first time in a long time since the pandemic. Welcome back. If I haven't met you yet, I'm Father Ryan Mann. I have succeeded Father Walt Jenny as the parish administrator. That's a whole other homily, what the administrator means. Basically, a baby pastor. We'll go with that. Also, those of you who are joining us on live stream, welcome as we enter into the Super Bowl of the church year, really. right? This is it. This is all of our saving events. This is, the, this is it. Either this is real and it happened, and that's why being Christian is sane, or it didn't happen and we're nuts. Those are the only two options. Right? And so we press into it during this week and let it revive us and remind us and call to us in new ways because we're new. We're different than we were last year because we couldn't even get into the church buildings last year. We're different than we were two years ago for all sorts of reasons. And so as we grow and change, the different facets of the mysteries become illuminated to us and Jesus speaks to us in different ways. The uh, cantors say, I don't know what they're going to sing every week, so it's just a surprise for me like it is for you. I didn't know that right before the gospel, they're going to say, we hold the death of the Lord deep in our hearts. This real beautiful phrase and very disarming. If we want to tap in to the power of Jesus' death, if we want to see and experience what all the saints and the church has been talking about for 2,000 years, we have to be willing to make this difficult journey into the depths of our heart. This morning in my prayer time over in our chapel in the rectory, I was kind of realizing it's this week that leads to Easter, and I thought, you know, maybe we don't always know why Easter or resurrection is even that important. Like, we know we would get an A-plus by a nun on a religion test, okay? But really, what's the big deal? Aren't we just trying to get by in life, make do the best we can? So what is resurrection? Well, let me tell two stories about what resurrection looks like. One of the ministries I'm a part of is called Retrovi. Retrovi Ministries is a French word that means revival or new life. It's for married couples who are in some tough times. And it's three weekends a year. And on this one weekend, there was a couple, they had been living apart for 12 years. They hadn't yet gone through a divorce, but had gotten to the point after 12 years that we, they needed to make a move one way or another. And they said, you know what? Let's give this thing we're calling a marriage, although it has very little semblance of one, let's give it another shot. And let's go on this churchy weekend and see what happens. So they gave it a shot. They came on the weekend. And they were a rather disruptive couple. He would get up and leave several times during talks. And they were maddening to be around, to be honest. And at one point, it's Saturday night. And the, there's some witnesses from other couples who had been on the same journey about forgiveness, what it is, what it isn't. And all the couples go back to their rooms and kind of do an exercise we work with them on, just for little things. 
They came back Sunday morning, and you could tell there was signs of affection. They were holding hands. He deferred to her in the breakfast line so she could get her cold bagel first. Little things, okay? (laughs) And as we continued to observe them, they came up to us after the, the retreat weekend, and they said to me and the team, they said, we don't know what we're going to do next. And he even shared, he goes, one of the reasons we've been living apart is I've been struggling with an addiction to drugs. He says, but I know for the first time in a long time, I have hope. And I know that something about this relationship, I don't want to let go of. Two days later, he died in his sleep. The wife calls, of course, as you can imagine, fill in any blank of tragedy, confusion. And I was able to share with her that I was so happy he died that Tuesday and not the previous one. He died with hope in his heart. He died with a sincere repentance and desire to let go of the bad habits. He died with the identity of what his vocation from God was. I am a husband. I need to start acting like it. All of these things were beginning to grow in his heart. So when he met Jesus, the just judge, God and him could point out the sprouts of new life in him. That's resurrection. They died to all the masks, all the your fault, you did this, all the unforgiveness, all the haughtiness. They descended beneath all of that and got to a place of vulnerability, humility, entrustment, and openness. And the Lord used that pliable soil to bring about the new life of resurrection. Second one, my first assignment, it's like fourth grade kid came up to me and said, Father Ryan, you helped my parents so much, thank you. And I said, well, at that point I wasn't doing retrovi, and I said, well, I don't, you're welcome, I'll take credit for anything, but I didn't do anything. And uh, he said, no, 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 Uh, you told us that we should, uh, I said this to the school kids when I had a school all the time, I said, uh, go home and annoy your parents until they go to confession. So that's what he did. (laughs) He went home and annoyed his parents until they came to confession. And and I said, well, I I don't remember who they are, but what, what are you thanking me for? He says, my parents laugh again. That's a kid seeing resurrection in his home. Why? They stepped out of the self-justifications. They went before Jesus and said, these are all the ways I try to act tough and be in charge and all the ways when people threaten me, I threaten back and I love power. And Jesus, I'm, I'm just laying it down. I'm so sorry. They died to all of the human ego and arrogance that the enemy of human nature, known as the devil, wants us to live on. And they became vulnerable open, entrusting themselves. They were met with what God is, mercy. And the new life was, in a kid's mind, they're laughing again. Jesus rides on a donkey because for any first century Jew, they would know he's a king. The prophet Zephaniah says, your king will come to you on a colt, on a donkey. So he grabs a donkey And it's a way of signifying to everyone, I'm a king coming to claim my kingdom. Kings aren't just powerful people. They're the leaders in war to win a battle 
and then they come back and celebrate as their kingdom grows. He came into this world to wage war against all the kingdom of darkness, which are the powers of the fallen angels who no longer want to honor God, and they make us hate ourselves and one another, full of envy, pride, lust, greed, selfishness, addiction to power. You hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. Oh, you're going to be haughty? I'll show you who can be haughty. All of that muck in us. And Jesus waged war against it. How? What were his weapons? Pope Benedict says, it's God's humility, his poverty, his love, his mercy that destroys all these powers around us. God doesn't have weapons. God doesn't have an ego. God is love. He doesn't do loving things. He is love. And love by its very nature says, this is my body given up for you. I'm not interested in conquering and winning you. I will descend to the most vulnerable place known as death. And not a glorious death with guns ablazing. I will be associated with corrupt men and women. I will die between criminals. But I will die vulnerably, trusting my Father in prayer, offering forgiveness to the very people who don't deserve it, so that I can remain in my heart God, free and alive. That's stupid unless Easter Sunday is real. And when the Father resurrects Jesus, the message to all of us is, that is the victorious path. Human ego, resentment, unforgiveness, pride, lust, anger, it will always lose. What wins is the path of self-renunciation. St. Paul in the second reading says, Though he was in the form of God, he did not, e- he did not deem equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself. And he continues to do this. Pope Benedict says, this vulnerable, defenseless, poor God rides into Jerusalem and rides in on every altar where it looks like a stupid piece of bread. You realize if we didn't actually believe what we did, someone doesn't know what we're doing, we look very odd, kneeling before bread. But it's because we believe that God's power floods it through the priest and transforms it into Jesus. And then it is so scary and so hard to live this path of vulnerability because we're going to get hurt and we want to run from that. And so he floods us with his own power to stay vulnerable so that the weak become strong, the poor become rich, the dead rise to life. And we go and bring this vulnerable, non-flashy love to every nook and cranny of Broadview Heights, Brecksville, and around. And they say, what's with you? And we say, come and see. Come and see. The saving, renewing, vivifying power of God is being given to us this week. May you join us for all the different devotions, prayers, and liturgical celebrations. We will have things live streamed. So if you're at home or you're not able to make it, you want to go home or you're at work, you couldn't get off, you want to watch it. 
But the goal is we will follow Jesus into his descent. We will wait there in total poverty. And we will have the Father lift us up on Easter Sunday as renewed children of God. So that we can tell the world, I saw mom and dad laugh again. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.